This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Great to see you. In today's episode, I'm catching up with my old friend Rita, who has 35 alpacas just outside Melbourne in Australia. It was really great catching up with her, and I hope you enjoy our conversation together. It's interesting noticing the differences between the UK and Australia. Rita, hey, it's lovely to see you. It's been a while. How are you doing? I'm good, Steve. Uh, I'm really good. Uh, it's summer now in Australia, and um, I've been to your part of the world and back very quickly. Yeah, I want to hear about that. I want to hear about that. We'll talk about that later. Yes, but I'm good. And you? Good. Yeah, doing all right. I'm I'm starting to warm up again. <laughs> I've just been outside and uh, breaking the ice off the water, and and feeding the girls, giving them lots of hay and. I uh, got some amazing pictures, which I'll share on Instagram later. Uh, <laughs> particularly the darker coloured uh, fleece, uh, absolutely covered, absolutely covered. Um, not snow, although it's close. I think it's frost, but it might have had a tiny dusting of snow. It's a bit like somebody with a shake, you know, the um, the very fine um, icing sugar. Yes. But that really fine stuff that you, you sprinkle over the top of cakes and that kind of thing. Somebody's done that over the top of the alpacas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I enjoyed seeing the photos you shared um, about the ice on – there was a close-up photo that you shared about the ice. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 some of the patterns and things are just just incredible. And I'm still of the opinion – I haven't changed my mind on that one at all uh, – that alpacas are essentially stargazers by nature. They like to be out. The, the girls – they had opportunity to be in – and they wouldn't have had all that stuff on top of their fleece last night. But no, no, they wanted to be out. So, <laughs> so they they got they all got a frosting. Yes, on the top, and they, yeah, they will yeah. just do their own thing. But they, if they can be, they like to be out. They love being outside. Yes, that's true. Yeah. What What about your alpacas? How, how many have you got now? You keep growing. I knew you were going to ask me that question, <laughs> and I always don't know the exact answer. That's okay. I always go, oh, what's the exact number? But I know the Let exact number. Cool. So as of today, yeah. 35. 35. One behind us. We're 36 at the moment. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> so, yeah. So are, yes. uh, are you expecting Korea this year? Yes, we are. So – we are expecting, uh, if you hear a little meow, it's my cat. <laughs> not, not an alpaca. Hopefully you, you won't hear her in the back, yes. Um, we're expecting uh, 11 if all of them are actually pregnant. Um, right. I, I, know that, I know that game. Yes. <laughs> you, you know that feeling? So most yeah. of them are pregnant, but there are two at the moment that we're like, uh, we're not sure if you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> and you're pretending to be pregnant, or if you actually are pregnant. I know. They can fool you both ways. And and there yes. was one I was definitely thinking, oh, she's fat. And then she started giving birth. And I thought, oh, that was me wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's it's just you you take all the signs that you can and make sense of them. 
Um, and sometimes you're still left with a with a slight slight doubt, slight question. But but I think that comes from the concern of wanting to be uh, around at the right time for them to to help support if need be at a yes. distance to start with. But um, yes, absolutely. Do, do you do you kind of engage in career watch? Is it a good excuse to spend a bit of time with the alpacas? Oh yes, we do. We do. In fact, um, every night now because it's summertime in Australia and daylight savings, I think. So the light yeah. stays on for longer. Um, I yeah. go outside and I um, sit in the paddock because it's dry um, or lie down and I watch them. And I watch yeah. them and I watch them for maybe an hour for any signs of kicks and movements and things yeah. like that. And I've seen some kicks. Um, right. So uh, – and then when it gets closer to their due date, my partner and I, we've got a, a schedule. Right. So he does the night checks. And although alpacas – as people might know or might not know, they 99% of the time they give birth during daylight hours. Mm. But we've had uh, three occasions. One alpaca gave birth right at uh, right at the beginning of the day right. uh, at 6 a.m. It was sort of darkish. And we had an alpaca that gave birth at 5 p.m. Right. We oh, weren't expecting that at, right at the end. And then we had one that gave birth at 4 a.m. And it was a very mm. frosty night. So thankfully, my partner was doing his night check and he he wow. caught it. And we were able yeah. to, to warm up the Cree and all of that. And she's fine. Yeah. I mean, those late ones, certainly in, into the night, are, are, are much less frequent. Anytime after lunchtime is a potential problem. Yes. So I always give a bit more attention to, to what's going on and... Uh, and some of them, they, they get a bit jammed up or they get, you know, there's there's a leg in the wrong place or something. And and sometimes, uh, regularly, they arrive, there's the career on the ground and you go, mm, how was that in there? <laughs> there doesn't appear to be enough room for the neck, for the legs, for the whole, everything. That's just, just amazing. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely miracle. I love, the, I love the birthing season. Yes, I agree with you. It's a beautiful miracle. It's, uh, yeah, it's amazing what their bodies go through. Yeah. Yeah. And they seem to, <laughs> invariably, as I'm about to say something, I think, oh, there's an exception. That didn't, wouldn't, didn't, wasn't like that for her. They seem to do well with the, the inbuilt natural, I'm, I'm now giving birth. I'm, I'm a mother. Um, some struggle with it. Some, some find it the, the whole thing. what is this all about what am i supposed to do now yes but they seem to they, they it kind of kicks in and they, they 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 get on with it but it's really helpful to be around so that whole thing of career watch uh just checking on what's going on following the signs oh lots of visits to the poop mm. lots of getting up and and sitting down yeah. and 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 maybe do, do you do you separate off slightly from the others uh mostly they do but some don't yeah. Um, let me think. Yeah, sometimes there's sort of, you know, something I've noticed with some girls is the day before they're due to give birth, mm. um, they start doing something very different. Now, I don't – so there's a girl that we've bred a few times and I noticed that sort of afternoon before she gives birth, she starts humming a lot. Yes. 
And I mentioned that to my partner once saying, she started humming a lot. She's going to give birth tomorrow. And he said, no, no, she's not. She doesn't look, you know, da, da, da. And she actually did. Mm. So that's something that I noticed about that girl. She always hums a lot the yeah. day before. Um, then we have one girl that about four weeks before she gives birth, this has happened, you know, twice, she has a major meltdown. And um, she, it's, it's like she's giving birth, but it's about four oh, weeks before. Right. And she hums and she lies on her side. And, oh, oh, this is so hard, you know. Yeah. Um, and then with, oh, she's going to give birth. No, and then, and then she's fine. And it always happens about three to four weeks before yeah. with this girl. It has happened, you know, twice. Yeah. It, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to happen again. But these sort of things we, um, I really like to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, some girls are very quiet. That you know, their personality is very quiet, and then they get very talkative. <laughs> so any change in behavior, um, but separation from the group. I'm trying to think. Um, I think they do. Most of them do. But within reason, it's it's not like I, I don't find that they really go no the complete opposite you know direction in the paddock. They still are around. The girls are still around, but they sort of move slightly away. Yeah, and I f- I find with ours that yeah. the rest of the group tend to oh right, right and, and when it's close, then they'll they'll kind of follow not too closely, but they're yes. they're, they're around. We we don't want to you know we we here we here yeah, for yeah. you we we here to support either that or they're just being really nosy which it could be either of those things yes <laughs> <laughs> yes there's a birth that I filmed last year I think the female was in labour and she was going to the poop pile and all the other girls were just grazing normally you know da, da, da. and then she started doing a bit of humming oh, and a bit of pushing and then the head you know it's still in the um in, in the sack yeah in the, in the membrane in the sack the sack the, yeah. the, the, the first point of the sack you know comes yeah. out and then the girls are still grazing maybe one or two come around start looking and then the head comes out, and then everybody is like, "Oh yes, yeah, it's happening." Yes, yeah. yeah. They all they all like to be there. Uh, no, it's really interesting how they interact with each other. Mm. It's it's yeah. it's delightful, and then, and then it, certainly once it, it's on the ground, oh, what's that? And they all crowd crowd round, and then the the, yes. the first standing is also another time when they all want to they want to. Come over. Okay, is this one of ours? Okay. Oh yeah, I got the smell now. Yeah, we file that one away. This is this is part of the herd now. <laughs> so yeah, funny. They they are lovely. Yeah, interesting. So I've I've noticed that you've been quite active on. Well, you're you were just active anyway, aren't you? On on Instagram and and I guess Facebook and, and stuff as well. And I noticed you're doing some uh, introduction kind of sessions to to learning about alpacas. How are they going? Are you, are you getting a lot of response? Yes, yeah. So I started doing them a few years ago. I started doing something online during COVID mm. and it got some really positive feedback and very some negative comments. Um, and then I started doing it face-to-face once um, things have opened up. And the idea is, you know, people get alpacas from different ways. And I find that a lot of the times... Um, they might rush into it. Uh, I certainly did rush slightly in some aspects of my alpaca journey. And looking back, I wish I had taken more time. Um, Mm. 
and um, it's about sharing some of the things that I've learned along the way and helping people understand, you know, what alpacas are like, uh, seeing them. For some of them, it's the first time they see them face-to-face, that they might have seen them uh, on the internet uh, and so on, uh, you know, handling them, doing some basic handling and understanding what ownership is like. I'm really about empowering new owners uh, to learn the skills and helping um, our industry become very, you know, welfare-focused. So teaching people about the importance of shearing annually, of, you know, vaccination, of the appropriate environment that alpacas should be, that they're not really pets, you know, they should be in, in paddocks and pasture, that sort of stuff. I like to have small groups when I'm teaching because I think my alpacas are more comfortable with small groups. Yeah. So I usually have about, you know, between two and six people uh, in these workshops. So, yeah. That's a good number because it also means they can ask questions um, and don't get lost. In a large group, you get a few people who are, are more bold, <laughs> if you say, and they, they, they're asking yes. the questions and other people have got a question and it feels, oh, it feels like a silly question. Whereas in a smaller group, you can actually make sure that whatever the problem is that they, they're envisaging and, and need help with, you can, you can address it individually, uh, which is really helpful. Oh, that's really good. Well done. Thank you. Lots of, lots and of learning. And I must say, thank you for sharing some of your insights. Oh, there's lots of learning. I'm still learning today. It's like, oh, it never stops. It never stops. <laughs> but some of the things that I've changed about uh, these workshops, uh, you know, the introduction to alpacas, some of the things that I've, in, you know, that I've incorporated that I didn't have before were really sort of uh, questions to get the, you know, the participants thinking about what are their goals, what do they know about alpacas? What do they think they're like? Um, what they would like them to be like? How they see the you know, alpacas in their lives? So all these sort of questions. And I think I got them from you, from your podcast. Um, because your podcast, you, you ask lots of questions of the listeners. And you ask them mm. and you encourage them to ponder and to think um, and that's something that I really enjoy about, um, uh, you know, about the Alpaca tribe. Oh, thank you. That's nice to hear. So, yeah, it, it is, you have to try these things and then find, find how they, find how they work. Um, it takes a while. Yeah. So the whole kind of process and of learning, um, how to help other people with the, their journey and it's all as yours was as mine was it's all individual and you're saying i I wish i'd gone a bit slower well you didn't know that at the time (laughs) um yeah and the 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 latest episode uh that, that i was talking about this week was this thing of head and heart we need both we need to have our head switched on so that we we're being sensible (laughs) <laughs> we are looking at have we got the time have we got the money have we got the capacity in our lives and the busyness of it yes. to actually take on because um, you can have a really good romantic notion my heart says i want an alpaca um okay i need to do more research mm. if i think i want an alpaca because they're going to come in a group so the whole herd thing and how what's the best size and how does that fit with what i can provide for them in terms of space 
and then shelter and all the rest of it. So there's a lot of practical things yes. to think about. And your head needs to be engaged for that. But your heart needs to be involved as well because it's one Absolutely. of these things that you go, oh, I, 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 I want to have alpacas in my life. And there's that response that, 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 that some people have and, uh, and they'll make it happen. And sometimes they're not re quite ready. Well, no, but you never are. Whatever it is, you're never quite ready, I don't think. Mm. So I think that journey we can help people, people along um, is individual. And yes. it's useful, I think, to have a small enough group. Um, the basic information you can get from a whole bunch of places. Mm. Um, but I think finding somebody you can work with, somebody that you can understand that's local, that you can go visit, that you can yeah. spend a bit of time with them, with their alpacas. You can watch, you can learn, you can see, see what's going on. You can see what does and doesn't work. <laughs> um, and, yes, uh, yes, you, absolutely. You, you learn where to stand, not to get spat at. Oh, dear. <laughs> and not to get kicked. Yeah, yeah. And not to get kicked. And, yeah, know, you got I, it. There's a, there's a sweet spot between the middle. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's what I've encouraged people to do as well. It's to, I think, um, the best lessons I've had were with other alpaca owners, uh, going to their mm. farms and seeing how they do things. And um, I'm really happy for people to come here and to watch, uh, to help, to learn different things. Um I've learned a lot from a young lady, you know, that volunteers here every now and again. Uh, she doesn't have alpacas, but mm. she has a lot of experience with other animals. Right. And sometimes she, she's mentioned things to me. She's very good at, you know, writing things down after mm. we spend some time with the alpacas. And she makes lots of notes. Oh, And excellent. I thought, oh, that's something really good. That's such good feed feedback is important. Yes. And she makes some great observations. Feedback every time she comes back and she goes, do you have an notepad? And I go, yeah, okay, here. And then she writes down, ta -ta -ta, this happened, this alpaca, you know, reacted this way, ta -ta -ta -ta. and I'm thinking, why haven't <laughs> I done this for the past few years? <laughs> you know, you so, I mean, I, I write the basics, yeah. you know, when I gave an injection, yeah. when this happened, but she writes really interesting notes about uh, their behavior. And particularly things that are not quite normal. Or, or something that stands out. And I think that whole thing of what do you notice yeah. is a really important question to be asking and just yes. kind of have that all the time. What am I noticing and what does it mean? And now do I need to do anything about that? And that's that's a, that's a good kind of practice to get into, a good habit to get into. Mm. Um, and it takes time, uh, but, but it's really helpful getting that other thing. And I think getting feedback from other people is really useful, but also... Getting yes. feedback from ourselves. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you mean by that? That's very strange. What are you talking about? Okay. So what I mean is, I know, I know. I saw that look on your face. The, <laughs> um, the feedback from ourselves is the, the kind of stopping and reflecting. Now, now you've got an opportunity when you're sitting uh, at the end of the day, sitting, spending some time with, with the alpacas uh, outside, sort of just watching them. That's a good time to be observing things. We need to, need it, and maybe it's that time as well can be used for the reflection. But otherwise, it's another time when you kind of say routinely. I don't know how we do it. Is it you know? Is it something we do on a Saturday or a you know a day of the week, or is it a somehow we need to if, for it to become a habit? It takes a little. All habits take a bit of a bit of a time to to establish, mm. but if we can develop a, a habit where we are reflecting and saying, "Okay, so what am I noticing? Yes, what's happening with the behaviour? Are they are they fractious with each other? Are they? Is there not enough space? Have I not got enough 
feeding troughs or bowls or buckets or whatever. Um, is anybody getting missed out? Who's on the edge? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I can I do anything about that? Is that just a, an age thing that's changing? And this was the top mm. female or top male, and now it's shifting, uh, and you see changes in behaviour, or the, mm-hmm. the dynamic just changes because of something. And sometimes you don't know why, but mm. reflecting on those things, are, are there things here that I can do better? Yes. Um, which is not to beat ourselves up because we're, we're good at beating ourselves up and saying how rubbish we are about all these things. Um, but actually we're doing pretty well and we've learned a lot, Yes. but we're still living on the edge of, I'm not sure I can do this. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I do. Yes. So, so you, yes. you, you kind of go, oh, here we go again. I've got to step in, take hold of the animal. I, this is, and it feels uncomfortable. And, and we've, you know, both of us now, we've had alpacas for years. Um, mm. And a lot of things are straightforward, but there are other things that they're on the edge of our confidence or we need to look back now and again and remember how far we've come. Yes. From where we started, from the things that we kind of, oh, I can't do that, to uh, that's just every day now. That that The problem is still there, but it's a different problem now. Mm. It's not the same. It changes over mm-hmm. time. And I think that's a sign of growth when mm. when that happens. Now, I know mm-hmm. we need to get to this bit because we're going to miss it otherwise. Mm. This yes. bit of where what were you doing? What were you doing here in the UK? I'm sorry we didn't oh. manage to meet up, but that would have been good. But um, I, know you, I know you just, it was a flying visit for a reason. So what were you doing here in the UK? Tell us about that. Yes. Well, I saved all I could. I'm not rich. So going overseas um, only happens <laughs> yeah. once every 10 years. <laughs> Um, so I went to the UK to do, you know, the Kimberly Dynamics Clinic with Marty, uh, you know, McGee Bennett. Um, and that wow, was yeah. a four-day uh, intensive training that was hosted, uh, you know, by Mullacott Alpacas in North Devon. I've been following Marty, you know, Kimberly Dynamics philosophy for a few years. Um, mm. I've read the book. Um, I've done the, you know, the online training, the the, the video training that she has. Um, but um, I really wanted to get to train with her uh, and to go to a clinic. Mm. Uh, and the last clinic that Marty taught in Australia was uh, the year that I started with alpacas. So I actually didn't go to that. Right. So that's why I went to the UK. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, I did. I did the four day course as well. It is very, very valuable. I mean, the the other stuff, the book and the other. I think there's a preparation. Mm. When you're in the right place, you've got enough experience because I think it's the basic principles are really good mm-hmm. for for brand new owners, and that's fine. But but to actually, you need a little bit more confidence of, in yourself and and have a bit more experience with around the alpacas to get the most out of it. And I think that's true of, of a lot of training. Sometimes you go, I, w- I could have done with that yeah. right when I started, or I could have, I could have, I could have done with that a bit later because yes. now I, now I know enough to get more out of that. Yeah. So it, and there's never, there's never an absolutely perfect time. No, but no. Uh, our Marty is, Marty is, Marty is lovely. She's lovely. Uh, and the course is just amazing. And the thing that, that, um, uh, I was going to say surprises me. It doesn't surprise me actually, but it delights me is that she keeps changing what she's doing. Yes, she improves it. She goes, <laughs> you, she goes and she know, looks at the feedback. She, she goes. <laughs> she, yeah. We we used to teach this in this way. We used to do it this way, and now now we're doing it this way because it's a, this is better. Yes, I've done. I've got some experience of doing it that way, and and actually this is a an improved way of of doing it. All the time she's reaching for improvement 
and doing it better, which is a it's a great role model. Uh, yes, and uh, but she's she's delightful. She's amazing. And, but Steve, uh, yeah, the, the yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. thing—it's oh, a great opportunity. It's the interesting thing was I went to the UK for this alpaca course, and I was telling people here in Australia, and you know, people that I work with, and they thought I was crazy. You know, are you going all the way there for that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I couldn't stay for two for long uh, because it costs a lot mm. of money you know accommodation and mm. and eating and all the expenses but I thought I'll, I'll see if I can stay you know a little bit extra so I can um, visit some alpaca farms and and experience a bit of uh, England yeah. and see London as well I have learned so much from the training but I think I learned equally as much from going to different alpaca farms in the UK and seeing how you guys do things there and the different challenges that you have from, you know, from the ones that we have in Australia and uh, the different mm. setups. And it was just amazing. I would just – I couldn't stop thinking and dreaming and, you know, I thought, oh, my God, that, that was so <laughs> good. That was so good. And I invited everybody that I met to come to Australia <laughs> Um, when they can, <laughs> when they can, um, they can yeah. to see what it's like here, because we've got different challenges. We've got, um, you know, we've got snakes, mm. and uh, we've got big droughts, yes. and uh, we've got bushfires, yeah. and um, so alpaca ownership here is different. There's different challenges um, than in the UK. But I, I was just, well, well, yeah, it's so green. It is like you guys, you know, complain about the rain and <laughs> and the cold, but it's so beautiful to see the green. And, uh, yeah, it was just a beautiful trip. Yeah, we're never satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> we're never satisfied. Whatever is going on, we're complaining about it. It's, uh, yeah, and I love the food. English food is amazing. There. I loved it. Is it? Oh, good. Wow. Yes. I, um, oh, I had I'm, lots of so pudding. I'm so glad you had such a good trip. I, I had a good trip. Oh, right. <laughs> and, I, and I enjoyed it so much that I want to go back um, next year. What's that going to be? 2025. And take my partner with me. Right. Because his grandparents are from the UK and, um, he, you know, he couldn't come with oh, me. Okay. Yeah, like, we could only afford um, one ticket yeah. and he had to work and things. So, I'm hoping the next year. We'll and who's going to look after the alpacas? That is the question. <laughs> that's another. That's another challenge. That's another challenge. That's another challenge. Yes, I'm going to have to find a farm yeah. sitter. Yeah. 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 Oh, but oh no, that's too far for me to come. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I wouldn't know what to do with the snakes anyway. So. Yes. Yeah, because because there was there was a video you shared uh, recently, which was uh, a snake. In with in with the alpacas and the young ones going and investigating. I'm thinking, oh, I wouldn't know what to do. I know. Yeah. I was so you stamped terrified. your foot and chased it off. I chased it off. Well, I called my partner and he, yeah. he goes, make sure that you stomp the ground and chase it away. Um, and that's what I did. Uh, so every summer yeah. we see snakes, and um, yeah. the danger is really the creas. I think we've lost yeah. two creas through snake bites. Uh, the adults, really? yeah, yeah the older yeah. ones, they sort of, they learn, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, there's still a risk that they, they, you know, they can get bitten. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, that was really scary because I wasn't expecting it. Um, because sometimes no. we get turtles <laughs> and lizards, you know, yeah. beautiful lizards and um, yeah. 
different things like that. Snake. And I thought, Ooh. oh, now maybe they're looking <laughs> at a beautiful lizard. Maybe they're looking at a turtle that's walking around. No, it was a huge snake. <laughs> it was huge. So, Goodness yeah. Me. There you go. Oh, well, it's, it's been lovely talking with you. Thank you so much. And we must catch up again soon. Yes, we must. We so, must. Thanks. Thanks for being here. And we, yeah. It's Take care. We'll, we'll be in touch. Excellent, Steve. Thank you. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.